Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm going to be talking about must-avoid rookies for fantasy football in 2020. Now, this is talking about redraft. In Dynasty, obviously, things go a bit different, but for redraft purposes, these are my must-avoid rookies who just got drafted about a month ago into the league, and they are going at spots that I just don't believe is where they should go, so I'm going to go ahead and pivot off of these five rookies so before I get into the video I'd like to ask you guys could please go down below and click that subscribe button it's free I'm gonna be helping you guys win your fantasy football championship by posting videos every single day until the NFL season has come to a close so please click that subscribe button it's free and I would really help me out so let's get right into it must avoid rookies for fantasy football in 2020 for redraft purposes so the first guy here is JK Dobbins running back of the Baltimore Ravens. Now, in the NFL draft, he got selected in the second round to go and join the Baltimore Ravens out of the Ohio State University. Now, last season, he played 14 games, 301 rushing attempts, 2,003 rushing yards, 6.7 yards per carry, 23 receptions on 31 targets, 247 receiving yards, 23 total touchdowns, 7.06% target share in the Ohio State offense. Now, where does the landing spot affect Mr. J.K. Dobbins. Now, he gets drafted to the Ravens. So, what do the Ravens have in place? They're a run-heavy team. So, for dynasty purposes, this is a great pick. But for redraft, Mark Ingram is still there. Now, regardless of if you think Mark Ingram is talented or not, we saw what Mark Ingram did last season. Mark Ingram went from being a guy who many didn't believe was really that amazing. They thought, hey, maybe just the Saints elevated him. No, that wasn't true. The Baltimore Ravens literally just put him on his back and just rode him. They were saying, yelling big trusts on the sidelines because the Baltimore Ravens love to run the goddamn ball. If it's not going to Lamar Jackson, the ball is going to Mark Ingram. Now, I think J.K. Dobbins will be getting use in the real NFL. He'll be getting these dump-off passes. He'll be getting rushing opportunities. But will he be able to contend for a workhorse spot in Baltimore? No. Will he even be a 50-50 split between Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins? Probably not because they're still going to end up using the guys behind J.K. Dobbins like Gus Edwards or Mr. Justice Hill. They're still going to end up using these sorry-ass motherfuckers behind Mark Ingram ahead of him. They draft J.K. Dobbins highly, but I think this pick is for the future. Once Mark Ingram's contract ends, J.K. Dobbins is going to fly in. J.K. Dobbins is a very talented player, but at the end of the day, for redraft purposes, I just don't see J.K. Dobbins doing too much this season in 2020. Now, I could be wrong. If Mark Ingram ends up going down, J.K. Dobbins could end up being a very, very great pick, but where J.K. Dobbins is going, he's not going in the range where I'd want to pick him really far back in the draft, so I'm just not going to select him going in the middle rounds where I think he should really be like a 14th round pick or real flyer pick, but people just see that he's a rookie they see his talent and they just really buy into him for redraft which just doesn't make sense for me for dynasty obviously he's a great option but we're talking redraft here jk dobbins to me is a 100 avoid i don't want anything to do with jk dobbins this season for fantasy football in 2020 now the next guy is cd lamb wide receiver of the dallas cowboys let me know what you guys thought about dobbins down below let me know what you think about every wide receiver and give me your guys must avoid rookies list for redraft in 2020 i'd really appreciate it i'd love to to respond to you in the comments. C.D. Lamb played his college career at Oklahoma, and he gets drafted to the Dallas Cowboys relatively early in the draft in the first round. So this checks some boxes. He gets drafted to a good team, and then he gets drafted highly. So that should bode well for C.D. Lamb. But that's where you go wrong. We're going to look real quick at his stats from last season. 13 games, 62 receptions on 94 targets, 1,327 receiving yards, 214 
yards per reception, 14 total tutties, 24.70% target share, 66% catch rate for those catches. Now, obviously, CeeDee Lamb's a very talented player. Now, he's playing up against these defenses that aren't as good because he plays in Oklahoma, so you gotta uh, weight that in as well, but I think at the end of the day, CeeDee Lamb's a talented wide receiver, but where this all goes wrong for me, where he is a must-avoid player for me, is the landing spot. Now, I understand the Dallas Cowboys have a very high-powered offense that's likely gonna be throwing the ball a decent amount, but at the end of the day, does that matter when it is a very crowded wide receiver room? They have Amari Cooper, who went over 1,000 last year, Michael Gallup, who went over 1,000, and now they add CeeDee Lamb. Where does CeeDee Lamb land in this pecking order for the Dallas Cowboys? Does he become the number two look for Dak Prescott, or does he become the number three? Eventually, I think he does become the number one guy, because Amari Cooper is just so goddamn injury-prone, so for Dynasty, he's great, but if we're talking about a redraft purpose, CeeDee Lamb is undraftable for me, where he is going. He's getting drafted in, like, the middle rounds, and I see no reason to even fucking pull the trigger on the guy because I just don't think that this situation is great. Amari Cooper is going to be eating into these targets. Mr. Michael Gallup is going to eat into these targets. Dak and Zeke is going to land in those targets as well. And then there's Blake Jarwin who's going to be getting some targets. Now, I know there's a bunch of missed targets there where they lose the targets because Randall Cobb is gone, stuff like that. But did Randall Cobb have good enough of a season to be a wide receiver three that you're looking for in fantasy football? No. Sure, CeeDee Lamb is more talented than him, but at the end of the day, with this type of offseason that we're having where we're not likely going to, we might be missing training camp, we might be missing some of these things that the players need to get the connection down with their quarterback. CeeDee Lamb may be great 10 weeks into the season because he develops that connection with Dak during the season. He may even be great eight weeks into the season, but do you want your wide receiver that you're drafting in the middle of the rounds of the draft to be great eight weeks down the line, four weeks down the line? No, you do not. That's where you draft running backs that are great later down the line. You want a wide receiver that is going to put up production week one and on, and I just don't believe CeeDee Lamb will be able to do that in Dallas. I know this is kind of a controversial take because a lot of people love CeeDee Lamb, so let me know what you think down below in the comments about CeeDee Lamb and this Dallas Cowboys offense. So the next guy to talk about here is my guy. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. Tua Tugavailoa, quarterback out of Alabama, gets drafted to the Miami Dolphins. We got our guy, didn't even have to trade up. So, in college stats for 2019 in Alabama, he obviously got hurt, but he played nine games, 252 passing attempts, 2,840 passing yards, 33 passing touchdowns, just three INTs, 17 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. Now, why would you want to avoid a guy who is this talented? Because I don't think Tua gets the opportunity to play this year until week eight plus, week 10 plus. Could he sit out the whole season? Yes. So I see no reason to draft him. I see some people in these mocks, they take him late round. They say, oh, let me have my fucking quarterback ride the pine and then he'll be my backup or I'll draft three quarterbacks now. Don't draft two quarterbacks unless you're in a 14 team league typically. Don't draft three fucking quarterbacks unless you're in a 20-team league. I don't get it. Don't draft Tua. It does not make any sense. In Dynasty, sure, he's going to be great for years down the line. But this year, I project him to probably play eight games or less. Unless something happens. Now, if Ryan Fitzmagic gets hurt, I think they'd play Tua if they believe that Tua was healthy. Rosen is still there, so the chosen one, Rosen, could be getting looks to play. This Miami offense is set up pretty well. He does have a decent line now that we drafted a good line. But at the end of the day, do you want to draft Tua and have a guy that plays eight games or draft take another shot later in the draft on a guy like Daniel Jones, a guy like Drew Locke? 
Why draft Tua when you can get one of those guys? Or even take a fucking shot at Phillip Rivers, who will probably end up as a top 12 quarterback because that's just what Phillip Rivers does aside from last year because he looked like a garbage can. Now, my fourth guy on this list is Key Sean Vaughn. Running back out of Vanderbilt gets selected to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFL draft. Now, at Vanderbilt, he played 12 games, 198 rushing yards, or rushing attempts, I should say, 1,028 rushing yards, 5.2 yards per carry, 28 receptions on 38 targets, 161 receiving yards, 10 total tutties, 10.00% target. Those numbers are good. Those are good numbers for a running back who played at Vanderbilt. But what's going to happen when he gets to Tampa Bay? We saw Bush brought this up in a video on the Fantasy Stock Exchange YouTube channel. He talked about how Mr. Bruce Arians just fucking hates rookie running backs. What he said about David Johnson was that when David Johnson was a rookie, he said he will be a workhorse by Thanksgiving. If you believe Keyshawn Vaughn is more talented than Rojo, Ronald Jones like I do, just don't draft him anyways in redraft. Just do not draft him because he will not be giving Keyshawn Vaughn the carries that Keyshawn Vaughn deserves. And if I'm being honest with you, I'd much rather just fucking draft Rojo because it's Rojo's job to lose. Whereas Keyshawn Vaughn is going to have to do something crazy to get that job or someone's going to have to get hurt. Because even with David Johnson being the running back in Arizona, it took CJ2K, Chris Johnson, to get hurt. And then they had another guy... And then David Johnson eventually turned it in to be that running back. And David Johnson was probably one of the best rookie running backs I've ever seen play in those games. That's how talented he was. Keyshawn Vaughn, I don't think, even gets close to that amount of talent. I think he will be great maybe down the line in the season. But early on in the season, if you draft Keyshawn Vaughn and you think just because Tom Brady loves dumping the ball off, you may be a bit scared. I think I would still take a shot on him in like one out of 10 leagues. But at the end of the day, he's a guy that I'm really just going to avoid because I think I get Ronald Jones late one round later typically. And that'll provide pretty much the same amount of value all season long at a one round discount because so many people just love, love, love to talk about how great Keyshawn Vaughn is. But for redraft purposes, you don't want a guy that is going to take eight, 10 weeks to become the starter of his team. And the final guy on my list is DeAndre Swift. Now this might be the most obvious one besides J.K. Dobbins of them all. If you guys have enjoyed the video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Now, DeAndre Swift went to Georgia. Georgia is a run-heavy team. Georgia breeds running backs. They get the, I don't know what they do. They get someone out back. They're just railing until a running back flies out of there. Sony Michelle, Todd Gurley, all these great running backs in the NFL come out of Georgia. Now, DeAndre Swift gets selected in the second round to be a Detroit Lion. And you know what happens when you become a Detroit Lion? You have all this opportunity. Could be amazing. And you know what Matt Patricia's going to do? He's going to stick his pencil in his ear and shove it straight up his ass because he will never commit to a running back to be the goddamn workhorse back. He, with Carryon Johnson, Carryon Johnson got the first 100-yard game two seasons ago when he was a rookie. And that's like the first time it happened since goddamn Barry Sanders did it. Because they don't fucking commit to a single workhorse running back. Now, Carryon Johnson is injury prone, but he's no mush. He's no shit player. Carryon Johnson is talented when he's on the field. Now they bring in DeAndre Swift. So what in the actual fuck is DeAndre Swift going to do this year? He needs to pray to the fantasy lords that he that Carryon gets hurt. 
Ty Johnson gets hurt, because they'll still bring in some other motherfucker to be the running back behind DeAndre Swift or to even take over for DeAndre Swift because that's how little fucks Mr. Matt Patricia gives. In college, his stats are great. 14 games, 196 rushing attempts, 1,218 rushing yards, 6.2 yards per carry, 24 uh, receptions on 30 targets, 216 receiving yards, 8 total touchdowns, a 7.20% target share in that Georgia offense. So DeAndre Swift is a talented player. I think if Matt Patricia somehow gets canned three weeks in, DeAndre Swift might be a top 10 running back. But until that shit happens, until Matt Patricia gets fired, until they realize that running back by committee is fucking dumb when you have one really good running back or two really good running backs where you can just do a 50-50 split, which is still technically a committee, but it's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is you're going to see carry on get the ball, Swift get the ball, and five other goddamn guys behind him get the ball. So do not draft DeAndre Swift, if you are expecting him to potentially turn into a workhorse if Carrion even gets hurt, you are going to be very, very, very fucking disappointed once Carrion goes down and that doesn't happen because it's just not going to happen. That is not how Matt Patricia is. He just does not run his offense like that. We saw in New England, they'll have Sony Michelle out there. Larry Leclerc Blunt will be there. There'll be like 90 guys getting touches. Even fucking Rex Burkhead would get touches there. That's just how Matt Patricia runs the offense. This is going to be a running back by committee. So stay clear clear away from DeAndre Swift. I am not fucking touching any of these Detroit backs because I know what Matt Patricia does. He likes to bend you over and fuck you into submission until you pass out because you're disappointed because he gave you that running back by committee. So thank you guys all for watching this video. Let me know what you guys think about all the running backs in this video. If you ended up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button either down below or on your screen right now. I love each and every single one of you guys. Make sure to have a great rest of your day and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another banger of a video. Have a great rest of your day. As always, guys, goodbye.